Higher Things thanks you for your support. Please continue to support the work we do with youth by going to our website at higherthings.org, clicking on support and donating securely through PayPal. Your gift helps us in our mission to support pastors, youth workers, and parents in daring our church's youth to be Lutheran. Uh, welcome today to what might be called the Gospel Psychly Podcast. Uh, I'm fighting off a cold because my kids have cold, and uh, Thomas also is down with the the plague. So I, I, I'm going to be on my own for this week, and, and we're we're not going to do a full length episode or anything like that because I mean it, part of the fun is like me asking Thomas bizarre questions about what we just read. But just so there is a, a little short episode. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about baptism. Now, uh, part of the reason for this is in confirmation class this week. I'm teaching on baptism. In the men's Bible study last night, I talked about baptism. So I, I've got a lot of baptism on my mind. A- and I think what I, I want to look at today, just just very briefly, is the idea of baptism and identity. Uh we, we know the beginning of the catechism. Uh, what is baptism? It's not just plain water, but it's water included in God's command and combined with God's word, which is that word of God. Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I want to focus on that word name there that came up, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. On the one hand, one aspect of that is that that word name really brings with it a lot of connotation of authority. Uh, If if you like old cop and robber movies, often you'll hear the the police officer yell at the criminal, stop in the name of the law. The the point there is that I'm not doing this because I'm Officer Joe Friday and I'm so awesome, you must listen to me. But no, I've been given a duty by the state by the law, and and in the name of the law, with the authority of the law attached to this, this is what I am doing. I, I'm ordering you to stop. When we baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, it is a reminder that baptism is not merely a human thing. It's not something we just thought up. It's not merely a symbolic act, but it is something that is done at God's command and with God's authority. That, that is a divine act. Fundamental to this is, is baptism is a divine act. There's another aspect to that idea of name. And it's one of the things I think sometimes we can forget or neglect or overlook. And this is the idea that baptism shapes our identity. Generally, if we, we talk about a name, it's often associated with, with our identity. Identity. If I say, who are you? <laughs> you, you often give a name. This is my name. Or, or even if we have vocations, well, well, what am I as Eric Brown? Well, I, 
I am a pastor, and many people call me pastor. I'm a husband. My wife calls me husband. I call her wife. We we started doing that because we thought it was kind of funny right after we got married and just kind of stuck. So, or or my son calls me dad. The 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 name gives an identity. It declares who we are. As a Christian, your identity, the the definition of who you are, is wrapped up in your baptism. Uh, This shows up in in our baptismal liturgy, in our our baptismal rite. Uh, I'm going to flip the the hymnal to that proper page. If you have an LSB, you can find the rite of holy baptism found on page 268. Um, And uh, one of the first things we do... The, the way the rite starts is it begins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because that's the way we do things. Because when we enter the church, when we act as the church, we act as the baptized. We are those who are in his name with his authority. And we have a little bit of a scripture injunction saying, yes, this is why we're doing this, because people are sinful. They need forgiveness. And the first question the pastor asks of the person to be baptized is, how are you named? What is your name? And, and in fact, uh, if you uh, if you talk to people, well, you don't talk to people who lived 100 years ago. If you were to talk to people who lived 150 years ago, instead of talking about your first name, they would talk about your Christian name. Because the, the old custom would be that you wouldn't give a child an actual name until they were baptized, till, till you brought them to the church and... and how are you named? Well, he's named John. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. Uh, same thing happened in the Old Testament. The the male child wouldn't receive a name until the eighth day when they were circumcised. This is why when uh, David's first son with Bathsheba dies before the before he's circumcised, he, he he doesn't have a name. He doesn't have that that identity given. So, so part and parcel of the whole idea of baptism is that your very identity, your name, is tied to the fact that you are a baptized child of God. When you go through life, wh- wherever you go, whatever goes on in your life, this fact remains. You are baptized. That's your identity. Over and above all the things that go on in my life. Right now, I, I, I have people calling me dad all the time. Well, you know what? That That's not going to last forever, hopefully. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, sure, I still call my dad dad, but he, I live in a different house. Hopefully someday my kids grow up into productive members of society. Um, my my wife calls me husband. I, that That's till death do us part. Who knows? I might live 20 years after she dies, and I won't have someone calling me husband anymore. I may even retire from being a pastor someday and people won't call me pastor. But what will always be part of my identity is that I'm Eric Brown, who was baptized. Baptism is a a constant historical fact of our identity. It, It defines who we are. And so what happens is whenever we go through our life, whenever we look at what happens, the the constant, the the surefire foundation. Wherever you're at, whatever day you come across, the fact remains that you are baptized, that God has called you into his kingdom. And this is no mean thing. I mean, um, when when we talk of baptism, 
sometimes we're like, well, how can how how can it be anything? How can water do such great things? What good is it? I mean, especially if you don't decide to be baptized. Da, 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 da. Baptism is God rescuing you from Satan's kingdom. We are born sinful. We're born in death. We're born in Satan's kingdom. That's part of our identity as sinful human beings, that we were born sinful. That's where we are. That's where we're stuck. And yet in baptism, we are baptized into Christ's death. Christ Jesus dies on the cross and he dives down into death. And with the water of baptism, he pulls us out of death into his kingdom. This is part of the, uh, the second article of the creed, that I may be his own and live in his kingdom. That, that, this is what baptism gives. It changes our identity from one who belongs to Satan to one who is forgiven and belongs to Christ. It is who we are. It's as though we, we've changed nationalities. No longer are you whatever. You are now a Christian. We don't determine our own identity. This is one of the things that's kind of trendy and popular. And how, how do you self-identify? Well, well, you know, if I, if, I, if I just walk around and say, well, you know what? I, I'm Natalie Portman's husband. That doesn't make it so. I could, I could try to identify myself as that all I wanted, and I wouldn't be married to Natalie Portman. Rather, I, I, I happen to be married to Celia Brown. And, and what do we confess about that? It, it wasn't because I said, I will be your husband. It's because, well... One, she, she she said yes and said, yes, you were my husband. And, and, and two, we acknowledge that that is what God has joined together, that, that our identities are given to us as part of our vocation. Our vocations are given to us by God, that it is God at work declaring who we are. And that's actually a good thing. Because what does God declare of you? Well, he declares that you are forgiven on account of Christ Jesus. He declares you to be his own beloved child. He says you are, are sons of God. You are heirs of eternal life. These are all things God says about you. These are all identities that God gives to you as a gift, as a, a sign of his love, as a sign of his care, as a sign of his affection, as a reality of the fact that he is your creator and he has created you to be with him for eternity. He has created you to receive his good gifts and blessings that he gives to you. That's reality. And so often, sin is us going off and ignoring what God has said we are and doing what we want to do, trying to make ourselves into who we want to be, running away from what God has given us and chasing after the vain desires of our own heart. I, I don't want to be the dad anymore. I want to go run off and be a deadbeat. Well, that, that, that's sin. I, I don't want to be a neighbor to this person, I'm going to go and ignore them. Well, that's sin. I, I don't want to be a, a dutiful child anymore. I'm going to disdain my parent. Well, that's sin. And they're all rejecting the identity that God has given you, that, that God has placed on you, the, your, the gift of who God has made you to be. Uh, this is one of the reasons why Luther, Luther says that all confession— is simply returning to baptism. It, it's returning back to whom God has said you are. Not listening to what you want to be, not listening to what, what I want to do, but rather what has God said of me. Though your sins are white, are, are red as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. You are my forgiven child. <clears throat> we can often, especially in America today, 
be very self-focused, be very focused on, on what do I think? What do I feel? How do I want? But that's not really what we're taught in the church. We are taught the important thing. The, the reality is not what's in my heart. Out of my heart comes all sorts of wicked desires because I, I, I am indeed a fallen sinful man. But what does God say of me? What does God declare me to be? Even with, with our vocation, so often we'll, we'll ask kids, what are you going to do when you grow up? If you asked me what I was going to do when I grew up, I would get, have given you 15 different answers. And being a pastor wasn't one of them. Uh, at least not till very late, until I got to college. Um, I, 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 was gonna be, I, I was going to work on airplanes. I was going to be a, an aerospace engineer. No, I'm going to be a journalist. No, I'm going to be a pharmacist. Uh, no, I, I, I did not know what vocations I would be called to. But we have the idea that you need to plan out what you're going to do because you're going to determine your own reality. And you're going to make everything the way you want it to be. That's not really the way it works. Our old sinful flesh likes to tell us that. And our old sinful flesh tells us we need to jump through hoops and manipulate and lie and cheat and steal and do whatever you need to do to make your reality be the reality you want it to be. And that's just the old lie that, that Satan gave in the garden. You, you eat the fruit, you'll be like God. <laughs> you, you will know what's right and wrong. You'll determine good and evil. You will, you'll set the rules of your own vocations. You will determine what you are called. You will determine your identity. And that's what sin is. Over and against that, over and against the, the strange wants and whims of our sinful flesh, Christ Jesus has gone to the cross. He has died. He has risen. And he has said, because of all of this, you are now forgiven. That's your identity. Forgiven. You, you are baptized. You are now heir. You are our co-heir. You are, are, you're baptized into me. You are now part of my body. The, the greater reality of who you are is not your wants, your whims, your desires. But you're a Christian. You are a member of the body of Christ. And we are tempted to define ourselves by our desires. That, that's what the, the society, that's what the world tells us to do today. And it misses the point. You aren't defined by what you want. You aren't defined by your sinful desires anymore. You aren't even defined if your sinful desires are justified or if you can find a way to say, okay, well, it's really not bad because I'm not really being greedy here because I'm really all doing it for my family. No, no you're, you're no longer defined by self-justification. You're no longer defined by, by trying to, to jump through hoops to prove that you're fine and you're right and all that. No, no, no. You are a sinner, yet Christ Jesus has died for you and you are forgiven. You have life in his name. Why? You've been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Christ Jesus, and he uses that authority to pull you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's what he does. That's your new identity. You are the baptized. So really, if you want to be you want to be accurate, it's not best to say I was baptized, but to say I, I am baptized because it is who you are. It's your identity. So with this happy little short segment done, enjoy your life as the baptized. Be be confident in all the, the vocations, the identities, the realities that Christ lays upon you, the gifts that he gives you because... He's called you to be his own, and he gives you responsibilities, duties, tasks, places in life. Consider your station in life where he has put you, 
and rejoice in the task he lays before you, because they are all good gifts. Why? Because you're his baptized child, and he loves to give you good things. So, those are some thoughts for the day. Enjoy. Have a great one. Okay, so, all that good stuff. Probably should come up with a good ending. It's really hard to come up with a good ending sometimes, but we'll just meander on off. The Lord bless you and keep you this day. Have a great one.